0: Welcome to the Newsmax Daily for Tuesday, December 5th, 2023. Thank you so much for stopping by. I appreciate that. There are 20 more days until Christmas. Not that I'm putting any pressure on you. 20 more shopping days. I guess that would be 19 shopping days. 27 more days before 2024 arrives. And December 5th is International Volunteer Day, established by the United Nations General Assembly in 1985 to put a spotlight on the importance of volunteering. Something Americans have a long, long history of doing. Millions of people, fortunately, give their time and their energy to making a difference in other people's lives and in their community. If you are one of those people, a volunteer, well, kudos to you. Thank you for doing what you do. Today is also World Soil Day. Yes, as in dirt. I don't make it up. I just tell you about it. Created in 2002 by the International Union of Soil Sciences, which is a thing, World Soil Day was set aside to celebrate the importance of soil as a critical component of the planet. I would imagine it's a day that most farmers at least are familiar with and recognize in some way or fashion. In the headlines this Tuesday, it's a busy day in the nation's capital. Let's start there. Congressional leaders made no progress Monday in coming to terms on a funding package for Israel, Ukraine, and the U.S. border, as Republicans continue to insist that the House Secure the Border Act bill is passed in exchange and separately for foreign aid to Ukraine and Israel. Remember when Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said...
1: Providing assistance for
2: the Ukrainians to defeat the Russians, that's the number one priority
0: for the United States right now. Well, yesterday, he said... National
2: security begins with border security.
0: And Senate Leader Chuck Schumer, the top Democrat, says the whole problem is... Republican decision to inject hard right immigration measures into the debate. Hard right. At least he didn't say extreme MAGA. The extreme MAGA crowd. And while Israel and Ukraine wait for help, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky is scheduled to address some members of the Senate by video again today, presumably begging for more money. And the presidents of some of the nation's most prestigious universities, Harvard, MIT, the University of Pittsburgh, will be testifying to a House committee today about anti-Semitic incidents on their campuses. Republicans are demanding they take more action against anti-Semitism, that Should be interesting. And FBI Director Christopher Wray is back on Capitol Hill today as well. He's talking to a Senate committee about renewing the authority of the U.S. to conduct warrantless surveillance outside of the U.S citing the obvious threats from Iran, China, and others, and this is all because their surveillance powers authorized by the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act is set to expire at the end of this month. He's working to convince them to extend that, obviously. So all of that and more is happening in the nation's capital today. And then on Monday, there was this.
3: Breaking news today involving the Biden family investigations. Newsmax has confirmed House Oversight Chairman James Comer is releasing subpoenaed bank records. These records reveal Hunter Biden's business entity, Owasco PC, made direct monthly payments to his dad. Joe Biden, the Justice Department currently also investigating Hunter for using this Owasco PC corporate account for tax evasion and other serious crimes. Comer releasing this response just moments ago on X. Take a listen.
4: President Joe Biden claimed his family didn't receive money from China. This was a lie. President Joe Biden claimed he never spoke to his son, Hunter Biden, about the Biden's family's shady business dealings. This was a lie.
3: Let's bring in now Congressman Ryan Zinke of Montana. He's a member of the Appropriations Committee to react to what we're learning today. Congressman Zinke, a pleasure to have you on Newsline, sir.
5: Great to be with you. Well, I don't think it's any surprise. You know, all roads lead to Rome, you've heard the saying, and all roads lead to Biden, follow the money. Uh, We've seen, you know, previously bank accounts disclosed, formations of of shell games. And now as we're getting closer, I think a a movement forward, the right movement forward is an impeachment inquiry uh, because we're we're being stonewalled by the White House on our subpoenas.
3: Yes, and Speaker Mike Johnson says he does believe there's enough GOP votes to go forward. Um, Do you agree with Speaker Johnson as well?
5: Well oh, absolutely, and that's our, our our job. Look, since eighteen or seventeen eighty seven, I think there's been ninety impeachment inquiries. It's our duty in Congress to look at when there's facts follow the facts and look bribery is really clear it's money for influence and all roads lead to rome again and it looks like all bribery charges are looking at biden
3: yeah 20 shell companies 24 million dollars are the allegations but i'm looking at the documents released today congressman it's pretty clear i mean there's an ach authorization agreement right there the viewers can see it avoided check by joe biden this is Linked to now three payments there. How can the Democrats and anyone else say there's no AKA smoking gun when you're looking at this in black and white?
5: Well, I think what's most important is the American people see it. Uh, You you can't hide from it And, and, again, follow the money. And we've seen evidence before mounting and mounting, and this is now the first, well, one of the first clear evidences that, that look, there is bribery at stake, it's money for influence, it is the definition of, of, a, of a bribe. And Biden and bribing are only a few letters apart.
3: There you go. And um, obviously the question of a compromised sitting U.S. president with everything unfolding in the world is something quite serious. And... Uh, We'll watch for that impeachment vote this week. Montana Congressman Ryan Zinke, a pleasure to have you, sir. Thank you so much for being with me today here on Newsline.
0: That's Newsmax host Bianca De La Garza breaking the news on Newsline weekdays at noon on Newsmax. And Rob Schmidt spoke with Chairman Comer.
6: Congressman Comer uh, joins us now to talk more about this. Sir, it's good to have you on. I'm at 1380, I'm thinking of the millions and millions that have been brought in uh, you know, from China. What, what exactly is this money? It's not a huge amount of money, but what is it?
4: This is money uh, directly to Joe Biden from one of these shell companies. And of all the shell companies, Rob, this is the worst one. This is the one that was investigated most heavily by the IRS, most heavily by the Department of Justice, most heavily by the FBI. This is the one that received the most suspicious activity reports from the banks where they notified Treasury that they believe their client was involved in some type of corruption. So Joe Biden benefited directly from one of Hunter Biden's companies that received money from China. Uh, This is a direct link from China to Joe Biden. This is what the media said we had to have. This is what Jean Pierre said didn't exist. She said, Joe Biden was never in business with his son. He never received any money from his son. Joe Biden said, show me the money. Here's more evidence of more money going directly to Joe Biden.
6: So the the pushback that we're already seeing, uh, there's a lot of people out there that are determined to make sure that nobody believes the mountain of evidence that we've seen that obviously Joe Biden was in business with his son and brother uh, selling his power around the world. Uh, You you got a lot of people, including here's a tweet from an analyst uh, that says that these are just uh, payments. Uh, Already reported in the media for a truck that Joe Biden bought for his son. He says, I don't think fronting a son money for a truck is an impeachable offense. He says another swing and a miss. Your response to that?
4: That's bull crap. Look, if if he wanted to send his money to his son for a truck, then send him money for his truck. But he got paid back from China, so it doesn't matter whether all this money we're showing that's going into Joe Biden's back pocket was a loan or not, which it wasn't, but let's say because the media says it is, it was a loan. He got paid back from the influence peddling scheme. So we've now proven a quarter of a million dollars that Joe Biden received directly from his family's influence peddling scheme. You can loan people money, if they pay you back, then you you benefited directly from the influence peddling scheme, because he could have loaned $250,000 and never been paid back, then he would have lost $250,000. But because he was paid back and we traced the cash, Rob, it yeah. came directly from the influence peddling scheme. So this is what the media dared us for months and months and months to prove. They said, you have to prove where Joe Biden directly benefited from his family's influence peddling scheme. Here it is. Now, you think about this, Rob, and I'll get this through this real quick. If you know Joe Biden's trying to say well he was the great dad he wanted to help his son out his son was in a in a financial Pickle, even though that particular month he received about $400,000 in wires from all over the world. But let's just, let's for the story's sake, <laughs> he was, he needed help. So yeah. he helped his son. Well, then he got paid back from China. So it was no skin off Joe Biden's yeah. back. You know, when my son needs help or my daughter who's in college needs help, I just give her money. Nobody ever pays me back. But in each instance, he got paid back yeah. from the influence peddling scheme. Yeah.
0: Kentucky Congressman James Comer, chair of the House Oversight Committee. Again, the new evidence, according to the committee, shows at least three separate payments made directly from one of Hunter Biden's business accounts funded by foreign companies to his father, Joe Biden. Another big developing story is an agency tied to the U.N. being accused of helping Hamas in the Gaza Strip. The U.N. Relief and Works Agency, known as unrwa that's the acronym for it, is accused of housing hostages. And some members are accused of celebrating the October 7th attack on Israel on social media. We get more from Greta Van Susteren.
3: Now, fast forward to this weekend. The IDF troops say they discovered dozens of rockets hidden behind UNRWA crates in northern Gaza. Israeli Defense Force spokesperson Lieutenant Colonel Jonathan Conricus joins me. Good evening, sir. And uh, obviously, we've been paying a lot of attention to the reports about people associated with UNRWA. It's gotten a terrific amount of money from the UN and also from the United States through the UN. Um, can you tell me what you're seeing on the ground about any sort of connection between UNRWA and Hamas?
1: Yeah, well, I think that, thank you, Greta, for having me. I think that what we're seeing, a bigger picture in Gaza, is a UN organization that is failing in its purpose. Uh, they're supposed to be allegedly helping Palestinians. What they're doing uh, is actually, instead of helping us save Palestinians from the fighting, they are actually doing things that are helping sustain the control of Hamas over the population and are putting civilians at danger. And I would say that the um, the involvement of people that are also affiliated with UNRWA uh, and of UNRWA institutions, locations, and their involvement in illegal activities and fighting against Israel is becoming apparent. We don't yet have a final dossier that we can show, but there's uh, footage coming out like what you're showing and other snippets of testimonials and evidence of things that are extremely troubling and at the end of the day I think that there will be a time of reckoning needed for this organization and many others on what are they doing whom are they really helping the Palestinian civilians or Hamas which has been governing Gaza for the last 17 years and should they exist the day after Hamas is gone
3: uh, Devon, uh Prime Minister Netanyahu made it very plain to me that he's not finished until Hamas is eliminated. And I, I suspect that one of the best ways to eliminate Hamas is to start with the leadership. Have you had, uh, can you give me a sort of report on terms of what leadership you've been able to eliminate?
1: We've been, uh, we've been making good progress with uh, tactical and senior military officials. We have not yet been able to get our hands on serious political and the highest echelon of military leadership, they're hiding deep, deep underground and have been far away from fighting and hiding. I think that the next days of fighting in southern Gaza, Khan Yunus, etc., will bring about many opportunities for us to close the circle and, uh, and really repay. What uh, they started in October the 7th, all of those senior Hamas leaders who planned and were part of the execution of the October 7th massacre, uh, many of them will probably be hiding where our troops are now advancing. And hopefully we will seek and exploit many opportunities to take them out. IDF Lieutenant Colonel
0: Jonathan Conricus on the record with Greta Van Susteren. As Israel continues its pursuit of destroying Hamas, U.S. Defense Secretary Anthony Blinken is giving them credit for a renewed effort or renewed efforts to protect Palestinian civilians. Meanwhile, Turkey's President Erdogan, an ally of the U.S., is calling Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu a war criminal and a butcher. All right, we started off on Capitol Hill. We'll go back to Capitol Hill as well as get fired up with Newsmax's Carl Higby in a moment. First, an important message from our sponsor, BetterHelp. The countdown to Christmas is on and the holiday season we know isn't always the most wonderful time of the year for everyone, right? Right. Many people suffer sadness and even depression during the holidays for a variety of reasons. If that's you and you have no one to turn to, no support system, maybe that's part of why you're not so happy, consider BetterHelp.com. It's convenient and private. They will match you with a licensed therapist specifically for you. Maybe you've considered therapy, maybe you haven't, but I encourage you to check it out, BetterHelp. Dot com slash Newsmax. The great people at BetterHelp have helped more than 4 million people just like you. And right now, listeners of this podcast can save 10% on your first month. So check it out. BetterHelp.com slash Newsmax. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Newsmax. And getting back to politics, as I mentioned, New York Republican Representative George Santos was expelled from Congress back on Friday. You know that, right? And now a new young New York conservative is already making the rounds to fill Santos's seat.
2: Kellen Curry, that's the name you're going to hear a little more here. New York congressional candidate running for Santos's old seat. He joins us live now. Kellen, good to see you. And thank you so much for for coming on here. Uh, There's a lot of questions a lot that we want to get to with you Um, moving forward now you have wasted no time throwing your name in for the running
7: why. Well, that's right. We've been at it for nine months now. We've uh, gotten tremendous traction and progress. And thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to share the story of our campaign with you and the American people. We've raised nearly half a million dollars. We've gotten endorsements from sitting members of Congress. And so we're fired up and ready to go. I'm in this race because this country desperately needs uh, the best leadership that we can provide. We have not been getting that for the past several months from Mr. Santos. And so it's a good day uh, for the residents of New York's third congressional district uh, to get a chance to go back to the polls and to pick a new member of Congress. I'm confident that that's going to be me here in a few months.
3: And you would think, sir, that New York District 3 voters want someone who they can trust, someone that will give an accurate resume, their background, and and they can truly represent New Yorkers who vote for them. I'm scrolling through your website here. Uh, An Air Force grad, also financial experience with J.P. Morgan. Is that accurate, by the way? Uh, Is that good to go? (laughs)
7: Absolutely it is. And you know what? Not only is it accurate, but it's meeting the moment. So many of our district residents are concerned about the issue of immigration, which is a national security issue under this administration's disastrous policies. uh, Our families here are impacted by the issue of inflation. And so they want somebody that has firsthand experience working uh, in national security, which I have. First-hand experience working in our nation's economy, which I have, and I combine those two things uh, like nobody else in this field does, and I look forward to leading on those issues as the next member of Congress.
0: That's New York Republican Kellum Curry running to replace ousted Congressman George Santos on National Report with Sean Kreisman and Emma Reckenberg.
2: I want to ask you really quickly, too. Obviously, this is an election that many in New York will be looking to cast their vote for. But many in the country will be casting their vote here shortly in Iowa for the Iowa caucuses moving forward with the presidential election. You've got several different uh, Republican nominees or potential nominees there. Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, Governor Chris Christie, Nick, former Governor Nikki Haley, and, of course, uh, former President Donald Trump, among many others.
7: Is there someone that that you support among that crowd? Well, listen, uh, there, there, there's a lot to like about Donald Trump. I think what I uh, like more than anything else is, is the process. And we still have uh, the process to go and to unfold. Uh, we have another debate coming up. We have the early contest states. Uh, I'm also excited to see the next generation talent. And, and Haley uh, DeSantis, uh, Vivek uh, 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 Ramaswamy as well uh, take, the, take the stage again. Uh, and look, I consider myself a next generation leader. It's why we talk about issues like youth wellness in our public schools, which is a huge Issue on Long Island and around the country. It's why we talk about uh the military recruitment challenge right now that we're having. Uh we have to do a better job of engaging the next generation of, of positively uh getting them to think about uh serving the country again. But and so Kellen, really some, quickly, he's, he's so
2: so sure. Trump is not a part of the next generation. Is that correct? In your opinion? No. Look,
7: there's a lot to like about Trump. I liked his tax cuts. I liked uh, the Abraham Accords. I liked his realist view on China. But we're also seeing a big a big debate right now within our party about him versus other members who represent a next generation uh, like Haley and, and, and DeSantis and some of the others. And I think that's a healthy debate. We should have that debate.
0: Again, that's New York Republican congressional candidate and Afghan war vet Kellen Curry on Newsmax. OK, two things. First, speaking of debating, the next GOP primary debate is tomorrow night at the University of Alabama, an attempt for Republicans to appeal to a younger, mostly liberal crowd at a university. I don't know that that necessarily applies to Alabama. And second, early this morning, I read a story about a new congestion law that they're passing or trying to pass in New York City that will make drivers pay $15 to enter a certain part of the city in an effort to promote mass transit and cut down on congestion in lower Manhattan. So you have to pay $10, maybe $20. I don't even know anymore how much it is to go through the tunnel or over the bridge to get into Manhattan. Then you'll be charged $15 for driving Your car in your city into a certain part of the city. Even New Jersey Democrat Josh Gothenheimer doesn't like it.
6: People like a nurse or an electrician um, who have to work very hard and work different hours or have no option have to drive in. They
2: have no choice.
0: Well, actually, they do have an option because mass transit in New York City obviously runs 24 hours a day. But the thing is, if you're a nurse, let's say, for example, or anybody, You know, uh, he mentioned the electrician, a news reporter. You're going to work at two, three, four in the morning. You're not going to take mass transit and risk your life. You have to drive yourself. That's what he's really saying. They don't have a choice out of fear of crime. And let's wrap it up, as I mentioned, with some American inspiration from Carl Higby. You know, someone
6: asked me this weekend why I come on here every day and just to get hated by liberal groups. I get scrutinized by the press, all kinds of mean tweets and called every bad name under the sun. And well, well, one, I do it because I take genuine pleasure in making liberals mad. I just do. But mostly because I love this country. Not everyone in it, obviously, but I do believe what we stand for as a country. And it was what I was willing to die for. Look, I love that we're just better than everyone else, or at least we used to be. And that's why I do it. I love that we get to talk here at this show to hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of you at home who get it. You're just sick of the nonsense and you have a home here. I love that we have guns and a constitution with inalienable rights. We may have a house plant for a president, but we still have the most powerful military and abundance of resources. We call the Super Bowl winners world champions because other countries don't even try to compete against us. I'm happy to live in a country that would rather win world wars than world cups because we built the world's most advanced aircraft carrier and then we built 10 more. I'm proud to have grown up in a nation that is flat out better than anywhere else in the world. That if you need a hand or you're looking to better yourself, we're there for you. But if you threaten us, we'll kill you. But as I started to think about this on the train, in, I was on my way in here today, actually, and it crossed my mind sometime between when I was a kid And now people stop being proud of that greatness. It became cool for people living here in America to hate it. Hell, more than half the Democratic Party can be lumped into this basket. It became hip to apologize for achieving or trying to better yourself or others. We look for things to be offended by as as a country right now. It's like a race to the bottom, the most oppressed somehow being strong is being defined by like the body positivity movement and now it's courageous for men to play in women's sports the pope even recently condemned masculinity this was only after firing a few other senior members for actually being catholic the weak people controlled by the left have banded together to create some bizarre notion that you're either oppressed or the oppressor there's no middle ground they believe you are either a victim or you're the bad guy, and somehow kneeling to this beta, vegan, govern me harder, green dream movement is somehow going to solve world hunger and make everyone sing Kumbaya under the globalist control of the UN, and Klaus Schwab, no, not happening with me. I want to be the best, and I don't care if others aren't, do better. I I don't want to bring everyone down because some can't or won't achieve. I want to set the bar as high as possible. And if some people want to climb over that bar with me, then great. Let me give you a hand up. That's what America used to be, folks. That's Navy SEAL Carl Higby,
0: host of Frontline, 5 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. Must watch Newsmax programming. Good stuff, as always, from Carl. And he mentioned a hand up, right? Not a handout, but a hand up is what people need. Speaking of handouts, President Biden left the White House early this morning to attend multiple campaign events in Boston, Tassachusetts. He'll be returning to the White House late tonight. Keep up with all the news all day long on Newsmax, available on most major cable systems, and make sure you're signed up for your free trial of the new Newsmax+. Plus. Simply go to newsmaxplus.com. It includes all of your favorite Newsmax shows, Greg Kelly Reports, Frontline with Carl Higby, Rob Schmidt Tonight, The Balance with Eric Bowling. Chris Salcedo Greta Van Susteren and great analysis from people like Carrie Lake Mike Huckabee uh, uh, law expert Alan Dershowitz and others again NewsmaxPlus.com Thank you again for listening to the Newsmax Daily I'm Tony Marino enjoy the rest of your Tuesday and keep on fighting the good fight News breaks every
5: minute every day you need the app the Newsmax app Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.